Hello, everyone, and welcome to Staffer, the show about people who work in government or politics at any level and what they take from the experience. I'm your host, Jim Papa, a partner at Global Strategy Group and a former staffer myself. The month of March is Women's History Month. As part of this podcast, I've had the opportunity to interview several women who blazed trails in politics and government. If you follow the show on all the usual social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you'll see that this week and this month, we are pushing out snippets of some of the many interviews where my guests talked about what it was like to be the first at doing something or moments that were particularly challenging or their observations about what it's like to be a female leader today. I'm also pleased to say that we've launched a new telephone hotline at the request of several listeners. The purpose of this hotline is to collect more stories, stories of royal screw-ups, a favorite, I know, and other stories about how and why people got into politics and public service. Stories can be anonymous or identified, and we'll play them on the air. Details after the interview. But first, back to today's interview. I interview another trailblazing woman, but this one started her trailblazing at the age of 11. Now, before we jump into the interview, a little bit of background. The House PAGE program ended in 2011, so for those of you who don't know, a PAGE's duties were to messenger documents between the U.S. Capitol and the House office buildings. The buildings are right across the street from one another. They're also connected by tunnels, and even one of them is connected by a tram. The job of the House PAGE was held uh, typically by high school students. They were highly competitive jobs to get because each representative only chose a single page. And until 1973, every House page was male, by rule, until Felda Looper. I hope you enjoy hearing Felda's life story and about what it was like breaking down a barrier in Washington. It makes us wonder today how it ever existed in the first place. Felda Looper, welcome to Staffer. I am so pleased to have you on the show today. I want to jump right in. How did you make your way to becoming a page? How did you become aware that the program even existed? And then how did you get on Carl Albert's radar? Well, my parents uh, took us, my sister and me, uh, to uh, Washington, D.C. one summer on our summer vacation. And we drove from Hevener to Washington, D.C. And when we were here, they took us to the Capitol. Um, we went into the House chamber and we got to see the people down on the floor and all of the goings-on of the house processes. And I can remember seeing young people down on the house floor, and I said to my dad, who are those kids and why are they there? And dad said, they're pages. And I go, oh, what's a page? And he says, oh, they're young people who come here um, to learn about the Capitol, and they are they run errands, and they do all kinds of, you know, things for the members of the House, and they learn while they're here. So when we left the House chamber, we went to Carl Albert's office, and uh, when we were checking in there to um, let the speaker, well, he was not the speaker at that point, to let Mr. Albert know that we were there, we ran into him, and he invited us to lunch in the house um, uh, cafeteria or their restaurant. So we went to lunch there, and um, we're, we're talking, and Mr. Albert asks Ivy and me, oh, what did you see since you've been up here that impressed you the most? 
And quite frankly, I can't remember what Ivy said, probably something very polite. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, I saw the pages there and I'd like to be a page. And Mr. Albert said, well, I'm sorry, but we don't have any women girl pages here. And I said, well, that's just not fair. And he very calmly said, well, you know, maybe one of these days we can do something about that. And so that's how that all got started. So after your first meeting with then-Congressman Carl Albert, what happened next? So I went back to Hevener, and uh, this was when I was, I think, a sophomore in high school. And I wrote letters to Mr. Albert, and I wrote another letter to Mr. Albert, and I wrote some more letters to Mr. Albert, and I got very sweet, kind responses that, no, we're not there yet. And then in 1972, when the Senate um, appointed uh, women pages, that's when Mr. Albert decided, okay, it's time. The House fought this for the longest time, but the liberal senators, Javits and, um, oh God, who was the senator from Oklahoma? Fred... Oh, I'm coming up with it. Anyway, they basically appointed two women pages. And uh, there was a third one as well. In any case, um, that's what then started Mr. Albert saying, okay, we've got to do this. So I got a call from, um, actually from Charlie Ward, who was his administrative assistant. And Mr. Um, Ward said, Felda, would you like to come to Washington and be the first woman page? And I'm going, oh, my, well, I'll have to ask my parents. And he said, well, Mr. Albert has already spoken to your parents, and it's okay with them. And I said, well, yes, of course, I would love to. So that's how it got started. And it took about three years, two and a half, almost three years. What was the media coverage like? Well, it started before I came to Washington, because once the news was out, Fort Smith, Arkansas, which is, of course, the closest major, you know, city to Hevener, Forts, the, the news people from Fort Smith, KFSA, I think, I'll give them a plug. Um, Tulsa people came, Oklahoma City, they brought uh, their cameras and, you know, filmed all the quick little clips for the news uh, in that area. But then when I came to Washington, it was a totally different experience. My first day when I arrived and um, uh, I was taken out in front of the Capitol and here are all of these people with their cameras and microphones. And, you know, I'm 18 years old from Hevener, Oklahoma, and I'm clueless. I don't have any idea what this is all about. And it was really very um, exciting and you know, deer in the headlights whole thing going on. Um, and people asking me questions and you know, I was overwhelmed. It was just a very, um, a very interesting experience for a young girl from Hevener. Did it feel like you were making history? Well, I think I was more overwhelmed by all the questions and the attention than I was aware of the fact of making history. During the time that I was there and I started getting, um, and newspaper clippings from people across the country, that's when I kind of realized, well, wow, this is all over the country. I didn't really have any recollection of, of when it was first happened that this is, was going to be the kind of thing that, that would happen. But there was a lot of attention about it. And I think, you know, after the first day or two of all of the hoopla, I was just about getting to work and doing what I needed to do and learning the ropes and getting... You know, basically to the work of, of, at hand. 
uh, it wasn't even when I came back uh, home to go to the university. I was then you know, starting to be a freshman. Uh, there was some interest about it. I'd made the cover of one of the magazines in Oklahoma, so I got a little bit of attention about that. But really, uh, during my whole university experience and grad school and when I lived in Europe and came back, that was really a thing in my past, a small thing in my past, until probably the last maybe 10 or 15 years ago when people have started saying, oh, you were the first woman page. I'm going, well, yes, I was. But it didn't seem to me at that point how important it was. I was not aware of how really important it, what I did was. It was wrong that girls weren't able to be pages just because they were girls. And that I fought and that I wrote about. And that to me was the win. Once I got there, it's like, okay, I'm here and we've got this done. Um, I didn't feel like I needed any other kind of, you know, pat on the back or any other kudos or any of that. After it was done, I thought, okay, we've paved the way. It's good now. How were the members? What reception did you get from them? They were very welcoming. And my first day there, um, Carl Albert introduced me uh, to the members of the house. And at the end of the, the workings of the day, uh, I remember a couple of, of um, members came over to me. Wayne Hayes was one of them. Um, I think Rostenkowski may have been another. He also um, appointed a, a, a woman page right after me. Uh, there were a few that came over, and I think there was a little bit of sensitivity from some of the boy pages at the time because they didn't get that same kind of notoriety. There wasn't a whole lot of contention with the boy pages. I think they were kind of glad to have, you know, a girl page in their in their midst. I did not feel at all like they were resentful. What was Speaker Albert like? He was amazing. He was protective of me. He was about as tall as I am. And um, I'm sure, and I've said this before, that he could be an absolute barracuda on the House floor. But to me, he was kind and he was gentle. And I love to use the word adorable because he just was. Um, he was um, very um, sensitive in the sense that he would laugh easily. And I was welcome in his, in his chambers, um, either one of his offices, anytime. And uh, they took very good care of me. Did the female members of the House treat you any differently or better? Were they more sensitive to you than perhaps some of the, their male colleagues? Well, I, when I think back on it, I mean, when the women, the women members of Congress had a luncheon for the girl pages, women pages, uh, later in the summer when there were several girl pages, and I can remember thinking to myself... I don't think it's fair that they're not inviting the guy pages to this because to me, I appreciated what they were trying to do. Don't get me wrong. I appreciated they were the women, members of Congress, and they were having a luncheon for us, the women, young women pages. And I was appreciative of that. But I also felt like this isn't the same fair way around. Uh, the guy pages, you know, were excluded because they were guy pages. So, you know, what's fair is fair. So you're in D.C. in the summer of 1973. Can you describe that for us? Coming from a tiny town in rural Oklahoma to Washington, D.C. and Georgetown and all the places around, my I was saucer-eyed in this city. 
I had no idea that the world was like this. It was fun. It was um, exciting. It was awe-inspiring. I, I thought, I want to come back here. <laughs> so here I am. How many years later? What advice do you have for other women who are in the process of trying to break barriers? Well, you know, there's always that don't give up thing. But I think if you're trying to do something that seems like it's seemingly impossible to do, I think that finding an ally someplace can certainly help. Um, I think also, too, that believing in what you're doing is the power behind what you do. Uh, I believed so strongly in that it was fair only for, for, for women to be able to be paged as equally as, as the boys were so strongly that I just didn't stop at it. I was fortunate that it happened just in time because a couple of months later I would have been you know, out of high school and unelig ineligible for becoming you know, a page because you're a, you have to be high school. And I was still just barely in high school when this happened. It was I was just about to graduate. So I just barely sneaked under the wire. But when you believe in what you're doing, it you know, you don't stop doing it. You just don't stop. Okay, everyone, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have created a hotline for stories, your stories. This idea came from several listeners. It is a place for you staffers and former staffers who served in government or politics or both to share great stories. They can be anonymous, as I said earlier, or you can identify yourself. It is totally up to you. The only requirement is that the stories be true. So please call in, tell us about how you royally screwed up and maybe how you recovered from it, what you learned from it, or why you got into politics and why you stay in politics. Staffer stories are the best, truly I love them. I think we all know we love sharing them with one another. So please, call in. Here's the number. It's 1-888-416-2132. That's 888-416-2132. Call in and tell us a story. We'll play them on the air. <laughs> 